Welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition Spot Podcast. Today we're going to discuss, are all foods really equal? (laughs) What the heck is this food neutrality? Are foods actually on the same level playing field? We get this question quite a bit. Oh yeah, because when we talk about food freedom and intuitive eating and how important food neutrality is, we'll use the example like, cake and an apple need to be the same for you to feel 100% control around food. And people are like, what? Like, that is so far-fetched. Like, we even had, like, a coaching call yesterday where where one of the girls, and we were walking her through the how to create food neutrality. She's like, it feels feels so far-fetched that I'm having a really hard time, like, convincing myself or telling myself that. Like, what the heck? Yes. And so we were kind of just, we're breaking this down with her. Yeah, It's obvious that they're not going to have the same nutrition profiles. That's just a fact. And that's yeah. not what we mean when we say food neutrality. Exactly. Right? And I think that's probably a huge misconception from social media. Like, yeah, an apple yeah. is not nutritionally equal to a piece of cake. We fully understand that. And we don't think you should try and convince yourself that that's true. But what we are trying to convince you, not trying to convince you, but want you to believe (laughs) and tell your brain is that they're morally equal. Meaning that when you eat an apple, do you ever feel guilt or shame? No. Most people are probably saying, no, well, maybe an apple is not a great example because I feel like they went through their phase of diet culture too, you know? That's true. Um, But, you know, when whereas when you eat cake, you do feel that guilt or shame and so it's that guilt and shame and all that morality that has been put onto the cake that is keeping you feeling like when you do allow yourself to have it you might eat more than you wanted you might overeat or if that cake was in front of you there's no way you'll ever say no to that cake um and also keeps you thinking about cake there's lots of things that that morality does where vice versa putting food as like this food that you should have and should eat and and is like the good morality is what makes it hard to actually want those foods because you feel like you should have them. So there's lots going on with this. And I think too, because we've been coached over so many years to really consider the nutrition profiles of food before making food choices, that we are afraid that if we don't do that, then we'll never want, like you're saying, we'll never want the nutrition, more nutritionally dense foods. And then we'll always just be driven to have the less nutritionally dense foods. And, and we know what that would feel like, not good. And so we're afraid that that will happen. But you know what, if we do intuitive eating properly, if we learn food freedom properly, the very outcome that we could pray for or whatever is that our body will actually navigate us to that proper quote unquote variety naturally. And it's funny because it's that thought of if I have neutral food, I'll only want the in quotation mark bad food because they can see that it's morally different than an apple. It's all that underlying programming. I'm only going to want those foods. It's that exact thinking that's keeping us stuck with that. Whereas when we create the neutrality around those foods, 
the opposite happens. Yeah, you just said it so, way better than I did. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it's yeah. so, yeah, it's so, it's so interesting. And I think that's what's like so hard about wrapping our brain around intuitive eating and, and food freedom sometimes is, is what we think the outcome is going to be is actually directly related to the food rules and the diet thoughts and the scarcity thinking and the, you know, food not being morally equal. And it's, it's, it's the causing the exact thing that we don't want to happen. But the solution that we're being fed through social media and diet culture is no, 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 more restriction, more food rules, more food, not being moral. And it's just like, we're not being morally equal. And it's just like keeping us feeling this way. It's because diet culture just has zero awareness that the body is completely capable of navigating food properly because so many of us haven't experienced that experience in so long. So we really are convinced that we need to be up in our head and and to be policing these food decisions because yeah. we've had so much evidence that if we don't really micromanage our intake, you know, like it doesn't feel good. Like we... <laughs> We eat all the bad things, bad. <laughs> We're just going to use those words loosely today. And we don't feel yeah. good. Um, but here's the thing is that that hasn't worked sustainably, right, you guys? Like, that's why we're, t- that's why we're always going from one diet to the next, feeling like we've kind of got it under control and then we don't. And that's because we're actually not working with the body. So that's the whole premise of intuitive eating is to finally clear out all the programming, as Nikki always says, from the brain, drop down into our body, start working with our body because all of this, like, like Nikki just said so well, all of this, like really intense attraction to those morally bad foods in diet culture is created by the mind. It's caused by all the thoughts that we've been fed over the years. It's, so this intense attraction is actually all in our head. If we reprogram our mind, get back in touch with our body's internal wisdom or signals to regulate food completely properly, then it's not going to want cake all the time. Then you're actually going to be genuinely craving apples, right? And so, and so that's how it happens. Yeah. yeah. And so if you're thinking, I don't get how, I don't get how thinking cake is bad for me, in quotations again, because it is bad. It's not, but just saying like what, what some of those thoughts are and, and people still like, even on our webinar yesterday, we had a lot of comments like this. Yeah that we're still if we're still in that thought process like well, how is how is thinking that making me yeah. want those foods more so there's a couple different things that we want to just like showcase because they can help resonate and like really let it sink in what what these thoughts cause the first one being that like inner toddler you know if you're if you're presented with let's even just say something a little more realistic for breakfast like an apple and yogurt or like a muffin, your favorite flavor of muffin. Again, we don't think anyone is bad and one's mm-hmm. healthier, we're just saying, but like most likely in your brain, you're gonna go, well, like the yogurt and apple is a better choice. I should have that, but that muffin, the inner toddler is just to go, but like, I really, I just, I need that. You know, like it wants, it just wants what it can't have. Like I need that muffin. Even, it could even be a favorite flavor that you don't even like. And it's like, well, I just need the muffin because there's a muffin right there. And I don't know, like, I know I should have the apple, but I just want the muffin. You know, like those kind of thoughts, like it's like you're 
you're just saying, screw it. I want to have it anyways, even though it's not what I should or even maybe what I want. Like maybe you actually initially was like, ooh, apple and yogurt. I love that example so much. I have, I'm not, I don't know if it's proper time, but I really like that example. I think that's so true. Cause even in my mind, like as a, like a full intuitive eater who has a hundred percent permission to eat whatever she wants, even just implanting that scenario in my mind, if you told me like, Shana, there's no way you're allowed to have a double chocolate chip muffin for breakfast ever again, or for the next six months or whatever you want to say, or just ever. Yeah. Not even for breakfast. Guess what? for breakfast like I swear to you guys my mind is like that it's just I have a very strong inner rebel Nikki and I both do like don't oh, know yeah. what's meant to do yeah <laughs> um, exactly and so that intense attraction inner rebellion is flipped like oh, I want it now don't tell me how to live my life <laughs> yeah which is also why you don't really love veggies you don't yeah. really look forward to eating veggies because you're being told you have to eat veggies and your inner toddler is like sticking up the middle finger like screw you ma'am <laughs> I don't want to eat those you know like it's just it's true yeah, yeah. I also yeah. I didn't grow up eating a ton of veggies you guys so if that is your case um, I just didn't develop a taste for them but I feel like that's another episode like yeah even even after I had developed taste being under the the guise of premise of the diet culture voices in my head I was forcing myself to eat them and hated it you know like yeah. for the most part it wasn't like 10 on 10 enjoyable like it is now yeah and yeah. it could be any like di- diet related type food you know like veggies. when rice cakes were in and you're like I know I should like when people when you hear people say oh I know I should be having this but I'm gonna have this like I feel like that's like yeah. this classic inner toddler sign you know 100 yeah and I yeah which is like a, another example. I think that's why you never ordered saddle, salads in yes. the restaurant, right? Yes. I was like yeah. rebelling against like the nutrition shoulds and what I should be doing as like a nutrition student or dietitian. Like you're in your mind, you're like, should I'm here, be ordering. I'm paying for food. I'm going to get yeah. something really indulgent, right? Because it's like that. That Yeah, yeah that's but, it. And, like a, and then with the scarcity. So the scarcity was the other thing. So when yes. we think about foods as bad – our brain doesn't think we should be doing bad things, protective mechanism. Yeah. But then it puts that into scarcity where it's like, well, that food's bad. I shouldn't have it, which means I never really get it, which even if it's not true, like even if you go out for dinner once a week, you're like, well, I never, you know, and this is the only time or it just isn't abundant in your life because it's a, a shouldn't food. Exactly. So that if you're ever somebody that like kind of just like uh, has the cheat meals or you know, the weekends end up being a binge fest because you were so quote unquote good throughout the week. That's like the classic scarcity. So if you told me I was only allowed to have a a double chocolate chip muffin, which was never even on my radar to begin with, but if you're telling me I can't have this thing, but I'm only allowed to have it once a week, guess what I'm going to want on Saturday morning? Like as soon as my eyes open, (laughs) I'm going to want that. And then I'm probably going to sneak three more. Right. It's a scarcity. And I feel like seasonal foods are such a good example of that too. You know, like eggnog. When it comes out in the store, you're like buying all the eggnogs. You don't know. It's only in for a short time. You know, that limited time. Like marketing companies are so good. Limited time, limited time. So of course you just go hard. Even if you don't really want it in the moment, you're like, I got to have it because I don't know when I'm going to get it again. 
I feel like seasonal food is such a great example because as an intuitive eater now, I just, if I want it any time of the season, any time of the year, I get it. And so when the season does come and I, it's just something that my body just doesn't want in that moment, like it does not taste 10 on 10 and in that in like internal cue of just like, meh, no, thank you. It's just so vibrant and there. And yeah. it's really cool to, to see after years of like Nikki saying, like, just feeling like you just couldn't get enough of it when the season came. It's a completely different yeah. experience. Um, I just want to explain exactly. the scarcity switch a little bit more. So if you're, if your body, our bodies are completely aware that you enjoy that food. Like you can't lie to your body. <laughs> you can't outthink your body. It knows. And it knows that those foods are a good source of calories. It's not that your body's like, oh, I need calories all the time. It just knows and knows these foods. So yeah. if your body, if your mind is saying, I'm not allowed to have this ever, or I'm only allowed to have a small taste of this once in a while, your body's like, holy heck, like we got to squirrel this away. Let's find it, get it, eat it, all of it now. And so that's what's happening. It's just like this switch is flipped in your mind. It's not your body. It's your mind trying to like, preserve all that deliciousness find it you yeah. know it's, it's like in hyper mode and actually one of our clients put it really well yesterday she was like it's she's like it's so mind-boggling because my brain like my frontal cortex brain will be like I don't want anymore I'm full yeah. and something she's like it's like my body is possessed yeah. like puts more food into my mouth and I yeah. continue to eat it when I know I don't need anymore mm-hmm She's like, I can't figure, I can't figure out like what is causing that. She's like, it's wild. <laughs> We're like, yeah. it's so wild. We've been there. It sucks. And we think that we, it's us that is in control, but these are the drivers. Yeah. Or it's the food. Or it's the food, it's right? Because it's so yeah. delicious and it's just causing me to overconsume. Yeah. Uh, no and no, it's not your fault. It's not the food. It's just the things that are inside you know, implanted after year after year that are, are causing these reactions. So we can undo that. That's the exciting part. Yeah. Starting with food neutrality, right? Like that's how exactly. it starts. We undo it by neutralizing these thoughts, making food on a neutral playing field. And we're saying it's not a nutrition playing field. We're talking morality. Yeah. And when that happens in our mind, we're like, yeah, you know, food's just food. Then and we're getting back, we're letting the body lead from there. We no longer have that hyper desire or inner rebel. Then our body's going to be able to tell us today you're really craving an apple and you just don't want cake. I swear to you guys, I know how crazy that sounds. I used <laughs> yeah. to be that person that would like, I would never, ever, 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 ever choose an apple over ice cream. There's, and now I am because I cleared those. Yeah thoughts out these are the people like sit back and think for a moment is there anyone in my life who does choose an apple over a cake all like and it seems effortless it's not someone who's dieting it's not someone who's on the next fad or worried about their weight or anything like that it's just like those people in your life who have the bowl of chocolate on the counter that sits there or you open their cupboard and there's a bag of chips that's stale or cookies that are expired for a year. And they're like, oh, yeah, forgot about those. You know, that that is someone with food neutrality because they don't – they know – they 100% know they could eat those foods whenever they want. There's zero scarcity. The food is just food. 
it's no different than an apple. So their inner toddler isn't wanting it every minute they can get. There's no rebellion happening. It's just there. And when they actually feel like having it, they enjoy some. And there's no guilt or shame driving them to get it all while they can because they don't know when they're going to get it again. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'll have a few of those. Those look good in this moment. And they move on. And mm-hmm. then they forget about it. And and you like you walk into their kitchen and you're like mind boggled because you're like, if there is chips in the cupboard, they are calling my name. And I will eat them every single chance I can get, even when I'm not hungry, until they are gone. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I will eat them just to get them gone so they're out of their <laughs> out of the house. Yeah. That's because those foods aren't neutral. Mm-hmm. That's great. And if you're someone that's – I just want to quickly say, uh, no, I don't really th- – feel bad or I don't have I don't feel like foods are good or bad I just eat them all the time we just did a training on those causes we'll put the link down below um we're not gonna talk about that today because today's about uh food neutrality but we've got you (laughs) it's okay it's not your fault either yeah um so I wanted to give an example I think with that chocolate chip muffin idea for breakfast so Nikki was so the situation is do you want the what was it apple or Think like apple and yogurt versus yeah. like a muffin. Right. And what came to my head? So the inner rebel was like, if, if telling myself that I, I can't have it would mean I would want it. But as an intuitive eater, here how here's how it goes down mostly. M- m- most days I can look at these foods because they're, they're neutral, right? And... I will just want something yum for breakfast and I don't really have a cur- like a craving towards one or the other. Like I didn't really wake yeah. up craving and I look at my two options. Let's say it's the muffin, like you just Nikki just gave that perfect example or the apple and yogurt. That's when most often my I was like, "Oh, well I know." This is Nikki's like she always says this. I know the apple and the yogurt will make me feel better. Because nutrition information is important. And yeah. most of us that have all of this problem to begin with, we know the nutrition information. So that's not the problem, right? Yeah. And yeah. so most often I will go with the yogurt and the apple and it'll be, oh my gosh, yum. Because I know my hunger fullness cues and I don't have hyper desire towards one or the other anymore. It'll just be like so in the moment and like so happy and satisfied with that. Did you know what's funny is I was actually going, do you know what I think that like actually you would do? <laughs> In this moment? Yeah. Just, I feel like it wouldn't be a one or the other. It'd be like, I want it all. Yeah. But it wouldn't be like an overeating situation. You'd be like, I'm going to like chop up some apple and put some yogurt over it and then like crumble some muffin on it or something. Or like have the muffin, you know, like just because you're like, yeah, yeah, because it's like, no, I can have it all, but I'm not eating it all. I'm I'm having it all in a way that works for my body. I never even thought of that scenario, but that's 100% most likely what I would do. Yes. And then I also wanted to say, there are times, you guys, that I wake up and I'm like, I so just am in the mood for a muffin today. Or yeah. like, let's think. Or let's, a toaster waffle was yeah. kind of like mine with because they're always in the freezer now with the kids. Like Mine's yeah. like pano, like a like a, a chocolate croissant or an almond croissant. Like I love, we, I love yeah. my baked goods. And in that case, I am not forcing myself to also have the apple and the yogurt in order to make it balanced healthified or anything right. like that or the right. pro we had someone last night on the webinar 
oh, I'll let myself have the, I think it was toast and honey, but then I'm having, but I'm also having a protein shake with it. So it's like a forced, I need this. And you're in an over, you're in an overeating situation just to reach nutrition goals. Yeah. And I wanted to say on that training that allowing myself to just include those like more processed foods and have them when I really want them and not making myself have the health an additional healthified thing or something balanced that I get out. Like Nikki's saying, like that's an overeating situation. So allowing myself to just eliminate those like shoulds completely made a huge difference in landing my natural weight, um, just making intuitive eating like really, really sing, allow for my body to be just like so in tune. And the thing is, is like, I don't wake up every morning wanting the almond croissant. Like that happens here and there. Whereas if the scarcity thing we were talking about before, it would happen day after day after day. So if you are in the situation right now where you're allowing yourself the food, but with a scarcity mindset, a non-neutral mindset, and you find yourself, yeah, that's what's happening. It's not fully neutral. That's a good point that we we really wanted to talk about is it's it's not just like, oh, I can have all food. Mm-hmm. the end Mm-mm. just eating frenzy that is like no so deeply rooted in still in scarcity and and food is bad there's no food neutrality when you only give yourself permission to eat everything you want and you totally disconnect from whatever your body is telling you that's often what happens when people flip off of dieting mm-hmm. is kind of that inner rebellion comes and mm-hmm. they eat all they want even if it makes them not feel good and that yeah. That isn't it either. And I think we touched base on that actually our last podcast, but um, the the food neutrality, having permission to eat all foods goes with being true to you and what actually feels good in the moment and what's going to make you feel better later and all things that you have to practice when it comes to food freedom. Because again, with a lot of times if we're someone with a restriction or a dieting background or even just like a overeating binging background we're not in touch with those feelings and so when Shana was like Nikki would say what's going to make me feel better you might not even know Mm -hmm. what that means or what that feels like and and that's that's why learning food freedom and healing a relationship with food isn't like oh this do this skill and all of a sudden it's all better because there's just it's like a crazy ball with all these different things happening you have to do things together that complement each other in the whole process to really get to that 100% feeling and saying, oh, the yogurt and apple make me feel better really means in that moment, that day, maybe you needed some lasting energy. You knew that if you just ate a double chocolate chip muffin, that in an hour, you're going to be hungry again. And if you have an important meeting or you need to be at work or your teacher and you're going to be in the middle of class, feeling hungry in an hour isn't going to be what's beneficial for your day so what's going to make you feel better something with more lasting energy is what we mean you know like it's it's making decisions based on that that again are neutral they're not like well feel better because I won't have had the bad thing I'll have had the healthy thing no it's my body and my brain are going to feel better because I'm going to get what I need for that day where some days it doesn't matter you're like it's a weekend if I'm if I'm hungry in an hour I'm going to eat something in an hour right now I want that muffin exactly And you don't need to worry. You don't need to compensate for anything in those situations. You haven't done anything wrong. 
uh, because the foods are neutral and your body can track for you. It can regulate your intake. If you ate that and it was lacking the protein, like the question we had last night, your body will navigate you to the next best thing it needs. So you exactly. satisfied that craving. It get, You gave your, your body what it was asking for. And if you had denied it, then it probably would have reignited that hyper desire, right? That inner rebel. And you're going to eat non-true hunger later anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so you get to have all foods, but you just don't want them all the time. When yeah, or feel you... like you need them all the time. Yeah. You're not thinking about them all the time. It really has to start with the neutral mindset. Yeah. So we, if you were to, yeah, as I guess we were saying to our client, like I know that cake and apple are nutritionally different, but I would eat either anytime, anytime, right? Because they're norm, they're they're neutral. They're just food, and because yeah. I'm so in tune with my body, my body can navigate it. I don't need to overthink it. So yes. hopefully that clarified. I hope so. If you have any questions, reach out to us. If you're watching this on YouTube, put it in the comment section. We'd love to, to answer them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let us know how you guys are getting on. Yes. Your food journey. <laughs> We'd love to hear. Yeah. And don't forget to share this podcast with someone who you think would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And if you need help navigating all these steps, like Nikki's saying, it's such a ball that just needs to really come together. All these pieces really need to come together. We'll put a link for our our coaching down below. We have to hop yeah. off because we're going onto our coaching call right now. Um, yeah. And just message us if you need any help navigating those decisions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>